The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, North 5th Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Charles M. Schultz created and illustrated the Peanuts comic strip whose original run extended from 1950 to 2000 and has continued in reruns ever since. There were almost 18,000 Peanuts strips published in all in over 2,600 newspapers with a readership of around 355 million in 75 countries. Charles' son Craig took over the business years ago and oversees all the Peanuts creative content and it is in very good hands as you will find out as I've got Craig Schultz on the line right now. Craig, thank you so much for joining me and congratulations on your one-of-a-kind Marcy episode on Apple TV+. Plus. Marcy is normally Peppermint Patty's sidekick, so what do we learn about her personality? Well, what we learn about Marcy is because you're right, she is Peppermint Patty's sidekick. And I think in this special, what's relatable to the, the audience is that uh, most of us are like Marcy. You know, we are the supporting team behind the scenes. And that's kind of our objectives to really highlight, you know, Marcy being an introvert and really how she's, um, in this case, she supports her as Peppermint Patty's caddy in the big school championship golf tournament. She's kind of that person who doesn't want to be in the limelight. She wants people to do well. She's positive, but she doesn't want to take the credit. Exactly. Given that role, she's kind of working behind the scenes and fixing a lot of stuff that the school has problems with. And then she doesn't know it, but they end up electing her class president, which is the last thing she wants to do is be in the in the limelight and have to do all the stuff that a class president has to do so she runs off to her house and decides to hide out forever uh-huh. so she figures she should if she doesn't come out of her room she'll never have to be class president how long does it take to do one of these specials because they're so well done they look great and they sound great uh, well thank you for that yeah these things take almost two years to do one episode you know we have uh, a team of animators that are all over the world we have raymond percy who's been the director for i think four of these things and then we got to cast you know, new kids every three years to do the voices. So it's an incredible amount of work. But these things together takes a lot of time. I was going to ask that about the voices, because in the originals that were done in the 60s, your dad and his crew cast actual kids. It was pretty obvious you could you could hear that. Um, and that's really great to know that that you're going with that these days. Yeah, and back in the 1960s, that was actually groundbreaking because up until then, it was always adults that did all the voices, yeah. basically all the animation on TV. And my dad just said, no, you know, these are kids. His, you know, He could hear what the characters sound like. And it's funny, you know, you mentioned the 1960, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas one. When I first watched that, I was thinking to myself, well, that doesn't sound like what Charlie Brown sounds like. Because in my mind, after reading comic shows for 10 years, you know, you, have, <laughs> you, give, you give each of the characters of your voice. And then when you hear them, they don't sound right. But now, after hearing them for, you know, 50 years, you know, I, I immediately know what the characters sound like. And we do the voice tests, you know, I will say whether they're good or bad, depending on the character. Do you remember when your dad was working on those network specials? Because I seem to remember reading that... He wasn't necessarily very happy with them at the time, although they've, of course, gone on to become these masterpieces. I think you also have to remember that the Charlie Brown Christmas special, CBS ordered that thing and they wanted it done within six months. So you compare that to what we do now, it takes two years. He had to do a special in six months. There were over 10,000 hand-drawn drawings 
make that film work. Wow. And uh, you know, so they had to they had to cut corners where they where they could. And one of the ways was instead of doing twenty four frames a second, they cut it down to twelve twelve frames a second. And uh, that saved a lot of money. It was all it was very labor intensive back then. All hand drawn, all hand painted. 10,000 frames. Yeah, and even though it's not quite done that way these days, it sure has uh, your work, sure has a hand-drawn quality to it. It's very nice. Yeah, we have an amazing team of animators, and I couldn't be happier with what they turned out like. You know, we we tried to create well, what I refer to as enhanced 2D, you know, sort of replicating the 3D stuff we did for the Peanuts movie, which was kind of cost prohibitive for these things. As you say, the look is just beautiful, and it's totally different than what what we see on the Snoopy show and what we see in Snoopy in Space. Each one of them has their own unique look, but we wanted these to look so unique that when you turn to the show and you realize, okay, this is different than what I've seen in the past. I picked up this really, or got this book, um, I think it was for Christmas, the Peanuts book by DK, and, and you've got such a great relationship with Hallmark now, I think that's where we got it. And it really gives the timeline of the early days, and it's hard to believe, isn't it? The 75th anniversary of the creation of Peanuts is coming up in another year or two. I know, that is hard to believe. We just had a big brainstorming meeting the other day with everybody in New York about what should we do for the 75th. And, uh, yeah, I, I think about that 75 years. Wow. Makes me feel old. And I am old. <laughs> I can relate. Well, and you guys would never, I, I believe I've heard you say before, you would never touch the Halloween or Christmas holidays again, just too sacred for you? Yeah, those are absolutely sacrosanct. You know, shows that we would never, never touch and uh, not even go down that road. So we try to deal with different subject matter. And again, in this series, we really try to explore what people, I think what the fans want to know. They want to know more about some of these characters, whether it be Marcy or Pepper and Patty. You know, and the Pepper and Patty one, you hear that she doesn't have a mother, that she's only got a father and Mother's Day's coming up and she hates Mother's Day just because of that, you know, the angst that goes through with everybody having a mother and she doesn't. So I think people like the idea of exploring more and more about each of the characters that are kind of, you know, B-level characters. Has it been a goal of yours as president and CEO of Charles M. Schultz Creative to kind of hang on to the innocence of that bygone era? Because I know that there's no cell phones or social media and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my dad always said that there'll always be a place for innocence. And uh, we, we try to drive that into this animation. And, you know, we've kind of locked the characters into the time frame between, say, the late 1960s and the 1980s. And they will never kind of leave that time slot uh, as long as I'm around. <laughs> yeah. We don't let that happen. Yeah, they will not be, you know, iPhones and iPads in the Peanuts universe. How did that relationship, by the way, start with Hallmark? Because that sure has been great to go in there and, and see all the new Peanuts creations. Oh, that relationship goes like way, way back. Yeah. I remember flying, you know, my, I, was, I was the pilot for my dad's company airplane for years. And I remember flying back to Hallmark and seeing, you know, they have rooms full of people that are drawing those cards and stuff. And they were all just enthralled when my dad walked in and they got to meet him because they'd been doing these cards and stuff for years and years and years. So it's uh, one of our longest lasting licensees out there is Hallmark. And they do a wonderful job. Craig, do you have other? You were you mentioned that there were other uh, characters you wanted to get into, and I'm I'm sure there are other specials coming up. Who? What characters will you be focusing on in the future? Well, the next one that we're really excited about is in 2024. We've got the story of Franklin. Franklin coming from the inner city, yeah, and moving out to this neighborhood where the crazy dog and the kid with the blanket and the pumpkin patch hang out at. <laughs> he somehow he's got to find a way to blend in. 
you know, he's a kid from a military family, so he's had to fit in, you know, all over the world. And now he comes to this universe. And uh, we tell the story about how Franklin blends in with them and becomes to be buddies in this universe and with Charlie Brown. That's a great story. I'm really looking forward to seeing that one come out. Snoopy was actually, there was a family dog, right? Yeah, the funny story that we actually had growing up, we had two vehicles. One was Snoopy and one was Spike. And uh, <clears throat> one guy, one time a guy came out and he delivered a load of gravel. And my dad traded a load of gravel for uh, Snoopy. Because Snoopy was kind of a mean, aggressive dog. And Spike was my dog. So we kept Spike and we sold Snoopy to oh. the guy with the gravel. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm assuming we'll never see that story in animation. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will no, never, never find out what happened to the real Snoopy. <laughs> um, were you ever the inspiration for one of your dad's specials? Not really, no. I mean, I think my dad drew from a pond watching... You know, five. He had five kids watching us kids and the way we interacted with our friends. I think drew some inspiration back then, but uh, none of us directly know. Do you remember him draw? Uh, did he? I'm assuming he drew mostly from home, or did he have an office that he went to? No, he had an office right at the house there, and uh, you know we could walk in at any time, and you you would literally watch him draw the pictures and so forth. And most time we came in, we were we were bugging him to come on out and play baseball and football with us. Yeah, He'd put the pen down and come out and play with us. So you know we we literally didn't think he had a job. He was just in there drawing pictures, and you know, I never really understood how that was really a job, <laughs> but that's what he did. Yeah, it's just a great family story. It really is. And I'm so glad that these uh, specials continue to this day and they're so well done. Look for the latest Snoopy Presents episode called One of a Kind Marcy, now streaming on Apple TV+. Craig Schultz, thank you so much for joining me. This was great. Glad to do that. Always fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. Just an amazing story about Snoopy. Poor little Snoopy. And I'm glad that Craig keeps the creative part of the company going forward that finishes this episode of the fake show podcast thanks so much for stopping by i'm jim tofty i'll see you next time listen to the fake show anywhere on soundcloud stitcher itunes and thefakeshow.com